Hi everyone. Hey there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you're listening to Halfway Saints. I didn't mean to sound so resigned. What? This is Daniel. And Daniel. I don't get to be Holly. Stuck with Daniel again. Let's let's switch for this episode. (laughs) 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 Daniel just did this bobblehead smile. Do I do that? I don't know. You gotta put the face on? No, I was just. I'm gonna be Daniel. No. I meant we would each do each other's voices so perfectly they wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. But it would really just be us talking the same. Oh, my gosh. I ruined it. You don't... Under, yeah. This is like high-level mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. Art. <laughs> Comedic art. Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. So sorry that we missed podcasting last week. I know. You know what's funny? What's funny? <laughs> <laughs> what comedic art do you have for me now? I might think it's funnier than you. Um, we always do diapers on the night. We always wash diapers on the night that we podcast. And I was thinking, oh, that's weird because we wash diapers every other day. So it should alternate Sundays. Right. But we keep but, missing them. But you keep missing them. <laughs> so I think, seriously, the last... I don't know. I don't want to commit to a number. Five or six podcasts has been on night. Have been on, on diaper nights. Yeah, that means we haven't done like a back-to-back podcast oh, shoot, guys. in a I'm long sorry. time. So I'm I apologize. Sorry. Good thing I have the diapers here to keep time. I know, really. <laughs> That's how the um, ancient druids did. They said they kept their calendar. They said, "Is it a diaper night?" Okay, it's August. Uh, P.S. We do cloth diapers. We've mentioned it before, yeah. but in case you missed yeah. that episode, money-saving tip: wash those disposable diapers. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think that would hold up well. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah, we use cloth diapers and save a lot of money. That's the money-saving tip. It's just got to wash them every other day mm-hmm. when you have two babies and diapers, two yeah. children. We're trying to convince Jack that underwear is really cool, but he's, he's not he's, into it. He really loves his diapers. I mean, when they're so cute. They are. And, and he's they come like, in different colors. Yeah, and they've taken on, like, the mythology of their own, like... <laughs> Well, like some diapers are um, basketball, basketball diapers. diapers, some pizza dough diapers. Yeah, different kind of squirrel diapers. Mm-hmm. These are all things we tell him to get his diaper on in the morning. Daniel, or not Daniel, sorry. <laughs> I put on my diaper, no problem in the morning. No. Jack also, like a couple weeks ago, met this baby. She's not even a baby. She's a year old girl uh, named June. And we met for maybe like a 45-minute play date at the park with like a mutual friend and we haven't stopped talking about her for like two or three it's weeks like, yeah we've heard we call her baby june baby june and like it's seriously she, there are stories yeah, he asked for he baby, asked for baby june, june stories story. so we have to make up a story where baby june is this character mm-hmm. who isn't the actual baby june but she has this recurring thing where her mom asks her to do things and she gets it wrong three times and then finally gets it right mm-hmm. on the fourth time. There's a bit of a four. But sometimes there. the fourth time is bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just yell, like, ants and squeal, and Jack thinks it's really funny. He says, all over Baby June's mommy. <laughs> um, but Baby uh, June's wearing cloth diaper. Mm-hmm. So Jack. The, the real Baby June. The real Baby June. During our play date was wearing a cloth diaper. So that made diapers super cool because yeah. baby June wears diapers. And we've been trying to tell him, like, all the other kids who are a little older than him, like, they wear underwear. They don't wear diapers. And he's still like, Jack, keep a diaper on. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he pats his crotch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so so we so we know exactly what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, but yeah, but we did. I think we talked about his big boy bed last time, right? No, it didn't. It it <laughs> it did. It wasn't happened. <laughs> was that last weekend? It was just last Saturday. We only did that a week. Oh my gosh! Well, we got him a big boy bed, mm-hmm. which is a a mattress on the floor, which is not a crib. W- yeah, it was he's not graduated a crib. So he's from out the of the crib. But our plan was to do like. Montessori inspired bedroom where like everything's low to the ground. You can get in and out. You don't have to worry about it falling off if it's yeah. on the ground. But so we put it in there and first night, no problem. We have not had a problem with it until his nap this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't want to go to bed. It's not like he was running around his room. He was just in his, was he in his bed when you went to get him? Um, yes. So he was just in his bed screaming. They didn't want to go to sleep, but he stayed in the bed. He stayed so in the I bed. think we can still claim so victory. I did. I was at the stairs to make sure and I heard like heavy foot heavy what footsteps because he was and he like jets to the door tried it and then jetted back to the door because <laughs> you're not supposed to be out of bed <laughs> but he couldn't open the door Uh-oh. but even just in case every night <laughs> that we've put him in the big boy bed we have the the infant bathtub outside of his door to make sure that if if he got out we would we, hear it we he would, would hear it he would trip over the bathtub because <laughs> we can't we don't want to lock him in there. Yeah, we're not going to lock the door. Yeah. Because then so. he would feel trapped. But then we also don't want him to fall down the stairs. Yeah, the stairs are right by his way. And I'm pretty sure he would just come into our room, but just in case. There's a bath up there, so. All experienced parents are like, just put a gate on the on the stairs or whatever. And you know what? Whatever. The baby tub is working. <laughs> <It's much. laughs> that way, if he falls into the tub, he can slide down the stairs on it and <laughs> no, be fine. It's and not, it'll be great. It's not that close to his door, <laughs> I promise. His door opens to the stairs. It's really, I don't know why they did it that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, just so we would uh, be there, we would know that he's out of his, yeah. uh, his room, bed. his, his room. bed. Um, but, yeah, so it's been perfect until today. And some days he just doesn't want a nap and it's, like, screaming and no good. Mm-hmm. No bueno. But yeah, he's a big boy now. He's in a big boy bed. He's in a and he big has a blanket and he has started to tell us stories. Instead yeah. of he used to always ask for stories, now he's starting to tell his own. And he's just like he grows up like day to day he changes. Seriously, he does. So. Like all of a sudden he's doing, like all of a sudden he just said <laughs> he said his own diaper story and said, mm-hmm. One day mommy and Jack changed Jack's diaper. And then, like... And then waited for applause. Uh-huh. Um, he just told us his own story on his very own. Yeah. It was the sweetest thing. But, yeah. So we're trying to to ramp up the big boy stuff. Big boy bed. Big boy pillow. Yeah, he just said something else. Told us his own story. We sent a picture of something to your family, and they're like, wow, he's such a big boy with big boy bed and this. And I can't remember what it was. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so we had a great weekend this afternoon, or this Midday. Noon. There's a tar, like, whenever I answer the phone between, like, 11.30 and 12.30, I'm always like, uh, uh, <laughs> good, good morning. <laughs> like, you don't say good noon. Good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> then I hang up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all right? It was a good one. <laughs> Real quick, Holly, whenever she wants Jack to hurry up, for whatever reason, in her own head, she just says, make haste, make haste. Make haste, come on. <laughs> and then today, uh, um, 
we've been reading uh, the little engine that could and so jack had the um i i pull the likes of you indeed not phrase stuck in his head so he was saying it over and over and over again so if you don't because i didn't know the story this well so in the little engine that could do they need to know the story? no we have to know the background okay we have to this all is right. what they come for all right background on children's books <laughs> definitely so the little engine that could train breaks down they ask a bunch of trains to help one of them is a passenger train who thinks he's too good to pull the toys mm-hmm. yes and so he says i pull the likes of you indeed not and so jack was saying that like on repeat for mm-hmm. like 15 minutes after we finished reading it and <laughs> i came up i asked daniel what if we oh sorry that scared me our air just turned on <laughs> and the whole house shook. as it does all the time <laughs> i don't know why it just scared me well because i thought i turned it off <laughs> anyway um and I came up, I asked Daniel if, um, what if we taught Jack, like, all these, like, antiquated phrases to say instead of, like, the normal, like, no thank you, and say, indeed not, <laughs> or, um, to hurry up, say, make haste. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> hey. No, it would. It would be really It would funny. be really funny. If you, because all these kids his age are learning to say, like, if someone hits you, you say, no thank you, and you walk away. But if we, instead of saying no thank you, we say, indeed not, and then walked away, that would be so You would so have so funny. many more friends than everyone else. Um, all the parents would think I'm pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, to, today was rough. This, this noon. This noon. This noon uh, didn't go very well, and I was um, trying to put him down for a nap, and he wasn't having it, and I was already, he was, a, like, being a scooch all day like we went to oh, the 8 mass was rough. went to the 8 a.m. mass and he was just like not not happy no matter what like wanted if we were sitting he wanted to stand up if we were uh kneeling he wanted to run around and he wants to like he like run around genuflect at every pew mm-hmm. and then i'd take him in the back and he would want to run around and it's just like it started there and it got worse in the grocery store like trying to find something i turn around he's like sprinting across the store and like comes running back to me with an onion it's like no jack that put i don't know whose onion that is put it back and it just yeah it was escalating and then nap time ha- happened and and then nap time and, didn't happen yeah and i was trying to put him down and i think i was like up there for like 20 minutes because he wouldn't stay in the bed and he kept jumping up and saying don't want to go to sleep and like screaming screaming and i was already frustrated with him so changing his diaper before it didn't go well so it just incredibly frustrating and so um i like put him in went to like, come down the stairs check my phone do, do you mind if i say this it's fine and it was just a text message from holly that just said get out of there <laughs> that's how you read it how else could i those were the words okay 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 get, get out of there no one reads it like that <laughs> get out of there like <laughs> I come know. on man like not like get, not mean but just like an army ranger or army commander be like, get out of there. <laughs> I think that's worse. Well, whatever. Anyway, so that uh, was not what I needed to hear at that point. And Holly and I had an argument, and I just needed to take time out. And it just, not not a good time. No. Didn't go well. No. We eventually had, we, we made up and had a great rest of the day. but We're still married. <laughs> we are. We, we managed to sit down and podcast tonight. No, I mean, we were good, like, mm-hmm. an hour later. After like, we got Jack out of his room, after he stopped screaming yeah. in his room, and everyone calmed down. <laughs> and that required us all sitting on the family reading the Ikea catalog. Right. <laughs> which um, is actually really good 
It makes month, you want to redo your entire house. Yeah, just a warning. But they have like little features on it. It's, it's better nice. than it has been in the past. Yeah, it is. I've never really read through it before, but it's yeah, good. It's nice. When you sit down to read it with your two-year-old, it's yeah. pretty interesting. But uh, I think that act of us like all sitting together as a family on the couch reading help us help put everything into perspective. And yeah. we both were like, I'm sorry. And it was, Yeah, and like in the situation it was like it didn't go well. I felt, you know, it felt like it was like, here's a crappy situation, and then Holly and I back and forth, here's what you did wrong, and I said, here's what you did wrong when you told me what I did wrong, and she said, here's what, you know, just like, back and back forth, mm-hmm. here's what you did wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and it was, just got me thinking, and, like, in the whole way, in the whole time that Daniel was up there, he was like, I'm gonna do it this way, because if I did this other thing, then Holly would say I was doing it wrong, mm-hmm. so he was trying to do the best thing, and then he came down, and I said, you did it wrong. And, like, yeah, and one of the things Holly pointed out, like, I was trying to change Jack's diaper, and there's a window by his changing pad, and he kept playing with the curtain. And so I, like, very sternly said, like, Jack, no, you're not playing with the curtain anymore. And I, like, scared him, and he started crying, and he started saying, Jack's sad, because Daddy's sad. Which is sad is his word for, like, mad or angry or sad. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, really, really... It just like kills you. It makes you that, feel like that. The like worst I made my planet. kid cry, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And so then when Holly brought that up, it was just like, no, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> after everything was good. Yeah. So um, to clarify a little bit, that happened before the the rejection of the nap. So I was pointing right. out that maybe that instance was what caused him not to want to nap. And Daniel was like, "That's not what I need to hear right now." Yeah. Et cetera. And there's other factors, too. I felt... Yes. And, like, you know, it's stupid after the fact. Like, I felt like Holly specifically picked that because she knew that was bothering me when she had no idea that was the case. But when you're, like, upset, you're just... Yeah. Anyway. And when you have a, a screaming child in oh, his yeah. room... Oh, yeah. Try to do anything. You can't like, think yeah. at all. And both of us were going... I think, like, literally there's something biological that happens when your child is crying that you're just you are unsettled yeah like last night uh blaze was still awake and i was having this nonsense conversation with daniel telling him all the things that he did (laughs) i'm such a jerk (laughs) no i started this off saying i know we determined this afternoon was my fault i know but it still makes me out just not like i'm a jerk but anyway uh blaze was still awake and i was waiting for him to go down he wasn't crying he was just making noise but just knowing that he should be sleeping was making me unsettled. And mm-hmm. after he went to sleep, it was like, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like... You just don't think straight when kids right. are crying. And we never remember that while we're upset. We, yeah. yeah. just get mad about it. So just thinking about that, and it got me into thinking, like, the wider uh, issue, I guess, and, like, how we can expand this out. Um, and the, the question that was kind of in my mind... And I'm going to post to Holly without her knowing. I'm just oh. kidding. I told you before. So, oh. yeah. I was like, oh, jeez. Um, is why are we... Oh, maybe I didn't. We'll see. Oh, my Moment gosh. of truth. <laughs> okay. Why are we so defiant when we're shown that we're wrong? Because that is like... At least for us. We might... You know, it might just be us, but... You done with that? <laughs> <laughs> Snapping my snaps. <laughs> <laughs> why are we so defiant when we're wrong? <laughs> Back to the topic. <laughs> Um, yeah, why are we so defiant when we're shown to be wrong? Like, why is that, at least for us, some people might be different, but it's just like a instinctual reaction, like, hey, you're wrong about this. It's like, 
no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And you're stupid. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, and I know I'm very argumentative. So like, uh, yeah, I'll, like, no, you're wrong. here. That's actually your, it's your fault. I'm not, not only am I not wrong, you're wrong. Daniel will fight you tooth and nail to say that you're, that he's not wrong. Here's the thing though. I'll fight you for like five minutes and then I'll forget about it. Which is the most infuriating. <laughs> he will fight till he wins, and then he'll forget <laughs> it's it. not a big deal. I don't care. <laughs> he'll forget about it. Oh, oh, and he's boy. really good at arguing. We laugh so that we don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why are we so defiant? Yeah, like what is that about? Well, we're humans. Humanity. Humanity. Would you quit touching it? No, she's playing with her buttonholes. (laughs) (laughs) Buttonholes. Sorry, you want to make sure? Everyone heard that. Mike didn't cut out the wrong time. (laughs) Here, (laughs) y'all. I'm just playing with my buttonholes. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh, why can't we not just answer this question? Um. Okay, so defiant. Because we, let's get real here. Because we think that we are God and that we, like, are the source and summit of everything. Because we're super selfish and prideful yeah, and stubborn. Yeah, I was thinking pride, which is kind of what led to original sin, wanting to be God. Mm-hmm. And wanting to, to know everything. Mm-hmm. Have that for ourselves. It's also um, buying into, like, lies and delusion that we're kind of perfect because it's saying hey you're not perfect yeah and so the initial reaction is no i'm basically when you say like no i'm not wrong you're saying like oh i am perfect in a in a sense that's not totally what it is but you're saying like we get so angry because someone's like hey you you aren't everything you're not perfect you have flaws and it's just like it hurts it hurts Mm -hmm. our pride and it yeah like, why do we have, why have we built ourselves up so much to think, or to be hurt by that? You know, like, we should, I'm reading, I'm still reading St. Therese's uh, Story of a Soul, and she is just so honest about how, about who she is, about, like, she knows how God views her, and that he, she, like, says that he, she's a little, I think she says that she's a little ball for God to play with, and, like, sometimes he wants to play with her, and sometimes, and, like, find joy in her and delight in her and like have her do things and stuff but sometimes he just wants to put her down and not play with her for a little bit and she hates those times but like to like think about you as just like a little toy for God to play with I don't know (laughs) it sounds like it's like he's more of a um uh mean yeah person in that scenario but anyway she she just knows how little she is and that's how she has the little way Mm-hmm. Is doing small things with great love, um, and what makes Saint Therese so great mm-hmm. is her just reality of herself. Right, knowing that she's not the center of everything. Yeah, and she and there's like, a time where she's not going to be the focus, or you know, a time where she's not going to be right. Mm-hmm. And she just has her eyes set on heaven, mm-hmm. and that's all that really matters. It just like blows my mind. She like asks for martyrdom. <laughs> That's my favorite. Well, it's not from Flannery O'Connor, but it's from a character in one of her stories. In um, shoot, what is, what's it called? Um, give me a minute. Can't remember. I wrote on it, but <laughs> I know it anyway. But um, there's a a girl in the story, and she um, is kind of like this little like cranky, sassy little girl, and she um, 
always like calls all her friends idiots and stuff. Mm. Temple of the Holy Ghost, that's the name of it. Nice. Um, but there's a line where she says um, something like, I don't think I could be a saint. I could be a martyr if they kill me quick. Mm. Oh, I don't think of that. Um, but, but yeah, we just have this really inflated view of ourselves. And I was thinking of where that comes from and kind of like going into like the pride and original sin, it's sort of um, like can be like of, of Satan. Like, oh, well, it's definitely of Satan. Well, and not, yeah, in the sense that it's maybe not just um, like a character flaw, like it might be part of original sin. Concupiscence, mm-hmm. um, because there's that line in Second Corinthians where I think it's Saint Paul is like quoting what Christ has said to him, um, and he's, it's something along the lines of like, "In um, my strength is made perfect in weakness," mm-hmm. and so that aversion to accepting that we're weak is contradicting exactly what God asked of us, and tries to locate our strength in some place other than God. Because you have God saying, my strength was made perfect in my weakness in the incarnation and in the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. So when we resist weakness, we do not allow that strength to become perfect. Does that make sense? Yes. So like, Satan wouldn't want us to be, to know that we're weak. He wants us to, he wants us to think that we're strong, even though we're not. Right. Because when we find, when we understand that we're weak, we allow God to build us up. Right. It's like, um, I've been watching the Olympics. Holly loves the Olympics. I'm... Daniel doesn't like the Olympics very much. I just, the majority of the events in the Summer Olympics, I'm not that into, so... We were watching, we were talking about it with the night of the opening ceremonies, and Daniel was like, all right, we can watch the opening ceremonies, but like, what sports are like your big ones? And I was like, gymnastics and diving and a little bit of swimming and Daniel's like those are the worst ones <laughs> it's just <laughs> splashing and tumbling and then they oh, I love it I love it guys and trampoline we watched we saw a trampoline oh my gosh. like on trampoline the on the is... website it's they just jump on a trampoline for like and they 30 did seconds a, he did a belly flop <laughs> <laughs> that was my most exciting part or anyway, what I found most you've been watching the Olympics yes and so it would be like if um a gymnast had a broken ankle and she, someone was like, no, you don't have a broken ankle. Go out and do your um, floor routine. Mm. And she went and did it. And then she was she like. She would seriously injure herself. Seriously injure herself. But if she just knew that she had that broken ankle and took the care to work on that broken ankle, mm. she would be better. And mm. her her bones wouldn't break. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very apt and timely analogy. Thank you. Nice. Well done. Yeah. You've been using your noodle. I mean, sometimes it works. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. But, um, yeah, like, you have to know the reality of the situation and that we are very flawed. Mm-hmm. It's like, too, like, with, um, what is it, with AA, like, the first step is just knowing that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Is that what just with all things? No. Or is it specific to AA? I think, I mean, I think it's applicable in other situations, but I think, yeah, it's one of, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's a, Definitely the, the first ones, but it's it's in there, like, acknowledging. The the issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've had people in my life where that, like, flaws are not acknowledged whatsoever, and it just makes for, you cannot have real interactions with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's silly when you look at it from the bigger picture. Right. It's like, 
everyone knows that this is the case, but mm-hmm. you're saying, no, it's not. And, f- and for our brains, that works on some level. Mm-hmm. Like, like head it's in like the a sand. coping, coping mechanism. Yeah. I think there's, it's, I think it's in, um, great expectations. Pip, the narrator says something along the lines of, um, something like the, the worst lies are the greatest lies are the ones we tell ourselves. Mm. They're just like, mm, mm, you're that's right. a good one. But yeah, um, the biggest lie that we can tell ourselves is that we don't have any flaws because right. that also shows that, or convinces us that we don't need Jesus and we really, really do. Mm-hmm. And if we know that we need Jesus, then, um, that is how a relationship with him can get started. Okay. So how, do, how does this mean, or how does this work? What does this mean for like in a relationship? So for example, in our spousal relationship, how does kind of knowing this, uh, kind of instinctual sinful reaction exists? How do we use that knowledge? I think that in our marriage, uh, we are, we can be very vulnerable with each other. And on the flip side of that, we know each other in all of our weaknesses, um, in full. Mm-hmm. And so we can also, we also have the ability to speak to speak really honestly to each other, to say, like, you're doing that thing that you always do. You need to you need to work. Like, you said that you were going to work on it before, so we need to keep working on it now. Or, like, I can speak really honestly with you about uh, being argumentative or something. Or, like, I know about you that I just need to walk away for 10 minutes and you will forget about it. Um, and then 30 minutes later, I can have <laughs> a conversation with you about it and work through it. So it's just knowing the other and how to communicate directly to those problems. Does right. that not answer your question? No, it is. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, you th- I thought you were going another direction, and then you like turned to what I was thinking. So That's kind. Of, that's what I do sometimes. You look at my notes, and then you... No, I just walk around the, <laughs> <laughs> the real way to say it. Yeah, but I think um, knowing the... Um, being in a relationship and knowing the other person, you kind of have to not work around it, but make sure that you come to the most like prudent solution. So like I'm very argumentative and like I don't know what temperament I am exactly. I've done, We keep meaning to do the quizzes. Well I did it and I forgot and then like I think I'm bad at taking those kind of tests because I'm like oh what, what answer did, should I put? Mm. And it's like sometimes I will put like oh like middle of the road where maybe like I should put like strongly agree. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um but just knowing myself, I have a very strong initial reaction to things that sort of very quickly fizzles out. So, like, if Holly and I are having an argument and, like, Holly keeps it going, it's just going to get worse. Whereas that would fizzle out within a few minutes if it's mm-hmm. not not addressed. So, like, knowing that and working with... And we're not perfect at it. Our timing is not mm-hmm. always great, yeah. as you can tell. I think today actually went pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it was good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it kind of sucked for you for a while, but it was better than, like, us, like, I f- like it the didn't time frame. Get to, like, like full blown. We've had much longer arguments over much yes. sillier things yes. because we just kept butting heads and kept, like, irking each other. Yeah. Because, as Daniel said, he reacts quickly, strongly, and then forgets about it. And I react slowly, strongly. <laughs> and then don't forget about it for a little while. It, I, it takes me a long time to process things. It takes me a, a very long time to process things. 
So Daniel will react really fast to something, and I will say, I will react strongly as well, and it will bother me, but I won't fully understand why it bothers me until about, I don't know, an hour later which so. Which is difficult for me, because I'm like, my like blood's pumping. I want to get it resolved. So I'm like, what's the problem? What's the matter? Why are you feeling this way? And, and I want to know. that frustrates me because I'm like, I can't vocalize it. I can't figure it out. I know I'm frustrated. Give me some time. And he's like, no, 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 no. And like, no, I don't say give me some time. Let's correct that. I say, let's figure this out together. And he's like, let's just be done with it. Yeah. We're still working out what, <laughs> what it really no, looks like. I think for we've us. actually, like, we've gotten a little better at it. Yeah, we're not great. No, but I think it's better. But we're getting, and just we are getting better. Getting, like, talking about it and knowing that about each other. Mm-hmm. I think we understand you a little bit more than we understand me. I understand that you react quickly and are, are done with it quickly. And mm-hmm. I, you are a mystery. Yes. So, yeah. We're still figuring me out. And it's also like, Holly, I think, has a, you have, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> Holly is the worst. No. <laughs> I think you have um, a tendency for like to like little things build up. Yes. So you have like almost a delayed reaction. Yeah. So like by the end of the, like I think the majority of our arguments come at the end of the day because something that's been bothering you kind of builds up without me necessarily knowing it's like something I'm doing. And then by the end of the day, you're like furious with me. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think you blew up just because I did one thing, mm-hmm. whereas it's been throughout the day. Mm-hmm. That's what happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been an exciting weekend. <laughs> it actually has been a very nice it weekend. It has been. We just have had two arguments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's tough knowing that we, our natural instinct as like broken sinful people is like self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And even like peace of mind, like I want to get the argument over so that we can be, you know, enjoying ourselves again. Right. Um. But just, like, knowing that, like, you need time to cope with it. And, and for me, like, you know this, but you saying, I just want this to be over and I want to get get this done fast, to me, feels disingenuous. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to tell, but you know what, I always have this argument <laughs> that whenever he apologizes, he just says, I'm sorry. And that's it. Done. I apologize. Which I feel it's like over. is the most efficient, like, whatever it was, I covered it. That's how, that's exactly <laughs> how it feels. So I like for Daniel to say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done this. And I, I have shouldn't to have, have footnotes, timestamps. I understand how you felt. I hear what you're saying, and I'm taking that to heart, and we'll work on it in the future. I need for him to spell that out for me every time. And but every time, well, Daniel just says, I'm sorry. Why he, is that not good enough? Because my, like, I only have enough bandwidth, like, to, to, like, just be done with it, you know? I know. Because then, yeah. And it takes me, at, later on, I can be, like, when we figured out, like, I think it was, it may have just been, like, a, later on tonight. So that, the thing with Jack's nap happened today, and then maybe, like, after dinner. But then I had, like, realized, or I came to Holly, I think I knew it before, and said, hey, the reason I reacted so poorly about you saying something about me Um, making him upset with telling him no was because when that happened it really hurt me like just him being upset that I was upset with him right so yeah it just takes time for reflection for Mm -hmm. me as well yeah 
we we should see someone about this whole um, these temperaments, that. so we should so we can uh, be able to vocalize a little bit better. But we know we know these things about each other, and we're trying to communicate. We're still in the process. Can I say my I, my phone dings? I got a text message, mm-hmm. and it's on loud because oh, last gosh. night Holly texted me about oh she was upstairs feeding Blaze and Jack was still making noise. Uh, and she texted me, Jack's making weird noises, like saying, go check on him. But I was had my headphones in and my phone in my pocket, so I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another, an argument ensued. This was kind of the, <laughs> <laughs> the peak that had been building. Yep. Um, so now I always have it on loud when you're up mm-hmm. feeding and it. You never, and you forgot to put it on silent before the yeah. podcast. But thank you for putting it on loud. You're welcome. See, we worked it out, everyone. <laughs> But Jack was so tired from not taking a nap today that he fell, he fell straight right to sleep. sleep. So, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so... Oh, you have... Sorry, go on. I don't have anything else on that topic. You just want to interrupt me? No, I was just going to... I was going to say something. New. A point. Can I, a new thing. Okay. Yes. Can I add a few goodings? A yes. few goodings? Of... <laughs> the, G, the first G silent. <laughs> um, so, I was just thinking of how... with. A marriage how it works and I think we talked about being prudent with correction mm-hmm. like don't say right away hey that was wrong like as the child is still like screaming like hey you know what you did wrong there <laughs> <laughs> you say that silly but that's what I did today so you it's don't need right, to no, mock me I'm not mocking <laughs> you um, but, but knowing when when to say something and when it's going to be effective because mm-hmm. it's I mean in any relationship when someone's upset about something saying I told you so, like, that's never good. So you need to, like, have prudence in um, when you do that in timing, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just knowing how to communicate. Like, we've talked about uh, making sure to say when there's, you know, a behavior we need to change, especially with parenting, it should be discussed as a we need to do this mm-hmm. and not a you need to do this. And it sounds kind of silly, but just knowing that we have certain triggers, like, just learning to do that saying hey we should really make sure that whatever he eats his vegetables first before we try giving something else like just little things like that help soothe over that that hard part of telling someone they're doing something wrong right because you don't want to shy away from it and say well i don't want to no conflict ever right because then you get another problem or it just builds up and just gets worse it's never never good so you have to address it but addressing it in the right way goes a long way Mm -hmm. um and then always to remember that we're broken and sinful and to lead with love. Yes. Daniel, I sometimes I get frustrated. <laughs> and I say things quickly with uh, heat. Ooh, they're a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, Daniel will always say, could you have said that in a more loving way? The answer is always yes. Um, sometimes, though, and we've had this conversation, I ha- do not have the capacity to do it at that moment. And we talk about that. But well, then also I know, like, I need to have a thicker skin when Holly makes a comment. And I'm like, mm, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, not I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> I don't like your tone. <laughs> I need to just let it go yeah. and know that, you know. And this just isn't know time that. for an yeah. argument. Um, yeah, and to have thicker skin. Yeah. But, um, yes, to say things... To bring things, bring conflicts up in the most loving way possible is key, especially, and to do the we thing has been a, 
a learning experience for me. I'm very quick to say you did all of this wrong. I don't know if you've noticed from our <laughs> conversation tonight. Um, since all almost all of them start with Some, that. No, I mean sometimes they're like they're legitimate criticisms or corrections, but it's just how do I communicate just, that? Yeah, that's I don't. The, yeah, that's the thing. Um, and we have had to have a couple conversations that now Jack is he. Um, he is just a sponge. Oh, he is yeah. such a sponge. And like a time delay sponge. Like, I know. Like we'll like say something or like re- sing a song to him and then like a week later he'll just start singing it. Yeah. Like it's been bouncing around his little head that long and he's like, oh yeah. It's bananas. But so <laughs> we really have to watch about how we talk to each other in front of him. And we were having a couple arguments in front of him both the boys but you know jack's the only one who's really Blaze aware care. Blaze is just sitting there smiling <laughs> drooling on himself i mean i bet he does sense the emotions yeah. but um jack is fully aware and um so we had to talk about like when to like you were saying like when to have thicker skin or when knowing when to address it um too is a big thing when but, to grit your teeth and say we will talk about this <laughs> later <laughs> um and the way, what was I going to say? Oh, on things like, um, during, like, vegetables before we try other things is a good thing to talk to this. That, like, we have to be on the same team about these things. Mm-hmm. Like, don't use that moment to be like, you're not, you're not going to fight me on, uh, giving him veggies before or Cookies else. first. <laughs> Get him engaged with the meal. <laughs> but, like, if you were, like... In front of him, and when doing something, like, for his good, don't use that moment to um, to butt heads with me. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be uh, on the same team about those things, or else he will not listen. You right. know? yeah. Does that make sense? Is yeah. making sense? That, like, um, discipline or decisions for his safety or plans. Oh, that's something we've come up with. Uh, making plans with him. If oh. you say like what you're, what we're gonna do, we have to do it. Because he will be like, "Oh no, you told me after this we're going to the park." Right. Like, even if you say it offhand, like the day before, mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, we'll go to the park after your nap." He's, Again, like, wakes up and like go to the park, uh-huh. play out. Um, that's that's how he says it. <laughs> he used to call it P town. P town. <laughs> going to P town, but um, like yesterday, uh. We were leaving, getting his haircut, and Daniel was like, do you want to go to this place? And I said, no, I don't think so. I think Blaze is going to have to go down for a nap first, so let's not go there and let's go home instead. And Dan- then Jack got all upset, and Daniel was like, do you want to go to this place that I just said that we shouldn't go to? And Jack was like, yeah, let's go. And so then we were stuck going. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, but like we were stuck because Jack- Daniel said it to Right, to and Jack. like incorrectly in my head I was like well Holly wanted to go here like I kind of talked her out of it because we didn't have time so I'll just go ahead and say we'll go mm-hmm. whereas yeah in reality we should have I should have handled it differently right but if we make a decision then you make it like you have to stand behind it and yeah. you have to stand behind it as a team and I learned something from the messing parenting podcast the other day that like um say with that situation if I begrudgingly was like if we make any decision and it's not what I want to do, but we decide to do it anyway, I have to, like, every time that decision comes up or, like, uh, we have to live out that decision, I have to say, yes, this is our decision. Because I said that's what we decided. Mm-hmm. I can't every time be like, 
or if it doesn't work be like i told you so we shouldn't have done that mm. you know what i mean yeah um so just to stand behind everything as a team i don't know if that really talks to um what our i think it does because like what like if you think because as a, a married couple you're kind of one unit you know mm-hmm. so like we made the wrong decision it shouldn't be like oh this is your fault this is your decision right Right. I'm to be snippy with you about it. Right. Like today, even I should have. On the weekends, our decision is that Daniel puts the boys down or just Jack down for a nap. All right. So that's his thing. I shouldn't have my hand in every single moment of it. Hmm. All right. That's a learning lesson for all of <laughs> <me>. <laughs> One of those learning lessons. <laughs> learning Life mo- lesson. Life lesson learning Teachable moments. moments. Real life situations. <laughs> One time we we were by. I think we've talked about Babby before. We have. Yeah. All right. Our used car salesman. No, he was a new car salesman. Yeah. But not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Babby. If you want to know the rest of the story, email us. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we gotta be. Um, a gotta team. Be, yeah, we gotta be a team. But overall, we need to be better about being wrong. And it's kind of funny. We're we're humans. Can I say something oh, sorry, more about the team thing? Yeah. Um, to know that we're being wrong and to be in certain situations when if, when parenting decisions go wrong, mm-hmm. to be wrong together and right. to be able to talk through that. I think th- that's something that we've been learning a little bit whenever we make something doesn't go right. Um, it's reciprocated. So if you tell me that this didn't go right and it was kind of like my fault, I'm very defensive about it. And if something like today doesn't go right for you I tell you what you did wrong and you get very defensive about mm-hmm. it um but if we are just like we are a unit in our parenting so let's discuss how we could do going forward make this better um and be open to the other's uh opinion and uh viewpoint too because like one of us is usually on the outside and seeing more clearly mm-hmm. um it will go much better yeah because I think this is this is getting good here. <laughs> so whenever, whenever we're as, like, when we make parenting mistakes and we are not open to the other's criticisms on how it could have gone better, mm-hmm. we stop working as a married, marital unit and we start working as a single unit. That's true. And we need to be united and working for the other's good and for our children's good. And that's what marriage is all about. And we're rejecting that whenever we say, no, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And I'm not going to listen to anything else except for the fact that I'm right. Yeah. And it's sad. You see kind of like some couples where like there's something the wife or the husband wants to do and they do it. And it kind of like just is like resentment for the rest of their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, we wanted to do it this way. Or it's, I mean... I've only seen this in TV shows. But <laughs> so it like, must be true. Yeah, oh, oh, the one doesn't want, you know, one or the other doesn't want to have kids. Yeah. And you want to be like, how? Well, no wonder you guys are, mm-hmm. whatever, in trouble. Because you, you don't make decisions as a team. As a team. That was a very extreme example. But, like, you know what I mean. I mean, that's, that's something that would affect. If one of you wants to have kids, that is a huge life sacrifice that you're making to be with that person. And you are going to build up resentment. I'm yeah. sure of it. Um. But yeah, even with the small, smaller things, <laughs> smaller things it, it, it builds up. But resentment does build up, especially yeah. if you don't communicate them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, oh, something that I thought was kind of funny when thinking of this is that we're, we're humans, we're broken people. We're, 
it's almost not expected, but like uh, our kind of like standard trajectory is to be wrong <laughs> on our own. You know what I mean? Because of original sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to err is human. Like human is kind of like almost a quality of humanity to make mistakes. Oh, you know, yeah. we're not perfect. That yeah. that's what makes us human. Right. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you think we would be, be we would be better about being wrong because it's kind of what we do. <laughs> what makes us who we are yeah isn't it so it's kind of ridiculous that we're i think that shows our resistance to being to embracing our role of as children of god Mm. and seeing that we're broken so that we can be redeemed and fulfilled by god so it's 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 interesting that we have this quality that's kind of culturally we assign to humanity saying you know humans make mistakes that's what Mm -hmm. we do but in practice, we really, we like to say we're, we don't make mistakes, you know? It's so stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. Um, and that, the, and a phrase that just kept coming into my head when I was thinking about this is um, that there's freedom in surrender to like, there's a freedom, I don't want to say literal because it's kind of spiritual, but like there's a literal freedom in surrendering to the fact that you're not perfect. Because when you do that, you open yourself up to God's grace. Like when you say, I cannot do this on my own, you're allowing a space for God to step in and help you do it. Yes. And yeah, yeah. And it's, it's hard to, because we're just so closed up and we just don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to open ourselves up to, we just want to be in control too. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like the, the, the problem is the solution. Like, we're not perfect, so the solution is to accept that we're not perfect, and then through God's grace, we, we become perfect. So it's almost like if we just didn't have the, the pride to get in there, it would kind of almost be like a, a natural progression. What? Like we would, we would realize we're not perfect, and without pride saying, yes, you are perfect, oh, you would yeah. be led to you know knowing God, that you need mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah, but there's just this insistence that we're, that we are perfect. It's a lie. It's a lie from the devil. Yeah, that, that's what I started off saying. I know. <laughs> we're believing lies. I can't tell. Lies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I had. Do you have any that's all final thoughts, final bolts of wisdom? No bolts of I didn't mean, I didn't mean to make that, say that so sarcastic. <laughs> Kind of bright ideas to take us out, Ollie? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end a, a show on not being perfect. <laughs> it was a very imperfect ending. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I think that this was good. This has kind of been a, a way for us to communicate. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for <laughs> listening to uh, the Gert and Dirty Laundry being Yeah, aired. exactly. But uh, I think it's it's good. Pe- you know, people need to know we're not perfect. I'm sure you all <laughs> were thinking that we are but we are definitely not. Um, That's all right. Yeah, I hope it's not unattractive to see our, our dirty laundry. I think that it's really important for us to be real. I think the fact that we can both sit down here and, and get to this after like, like oh yeah, we were we were arguing both days this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it's good to be real with everyone. Yeah. Um, that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast. <laughs> no. So... Um, if you have any feedback for us or what? Nothing. 
I thought you were going to... The thing... Okay, so I've been going back and forth. <laughs> so maybe I'll do it anyway okay. because we're talking about it. Um, I would like to give a big shout out to a new friend, Elena, for... Um, uh, she bought one of my pieces. <laughs> um, I've been going back and forth on doing a shout out because, well, Daniel made me really nervous that it was going to ruin something. <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> but I, I'm assuming that Ho- the, Holly was very appreciative and wanted to yeah, to give yeah. you a, a shout out yes. on, on the air. Yes. Uh, she said that it was a reaction to the last podcast. Um, and gave me a lot of affirmation um, in what I'm doing after she heard that I uh, didn't sell anything at uh, my little pop-up shop <laughs> and whatnot. But um, it meant a lot to me, and I'm really excited to get you your piece. And uh, this is the only time I will ever say it on the podcast, because we do not want this to be a sales pitch. But if you are interested in buying anything, you can at <laughs> www.ernieandirene.com. I think we link to your website on our website, on our, the Halfway Saints website no, anyway. it's the other way around. On my website, I link oh, to Halfway okay. Saints. Um, and I also have an Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where she bought okay. it. So I didn't, I didn't want to exclude that. Yeah. Um, so Ernie and Irene. That's your one plug. Because Holly, Holly really dislikes when people uh, use uh, one platform to promote, promote another one. I, yeah. When you do it all the time. No. Okay. But we're, yeah, we're, we're very, very touched. And um, Holly was, like, very tickled when she saw the, the mm-hmm. email. So Yeah. So thank you very much, Elena. And we are excited about it. Yeah. Um, so if you have any other feedback... Uh, mm-hmm. Please feel free to email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, halfway underscore saints. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, and like us on Facebook. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Uh, bye, everyone.